We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Lightyear. Samus Fandiari here. We're going to do a mini pod game preview. I think we might try these for the entire finals. Game day previews, uh, what we think is going on. I got sitting across from me, friend of the show, Aaron Larsoul. Aaron, what's up, man? What's happening? What's happening? Thank you yeah. for having me. So, game two of the finals. Uh, we're recording this Saturday. You're listening to it Sunday, game day. Um, I, I want to start with this. First off, Warriors lose game one. 70% of teams who win game one go on to win the series. But oddly enough, only 47% of road teams who won the first game have gone on to win a series. So I'm not sure that really tells us anything. I, I guess my question for you is where are you in terms of the panic meter right now? Oh, uh, we're, we're, we're channeling uh, <laughs> channeling Bate, huh? Um, I am five, six. Out of ten, yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, you're alert, but you're not. But you're not um, setting off the siren. No, and part of it is because Boston has shown to be incredibly inconsistent. Um, so yeah, I didn't. You know, you you just mentioned it, but I think it was. I think it's eight of seventeen, right? That the road yeah. teams that win game one are, have gone eight and nine. But um, I think there are some systemic things that are, are cause for concern. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I thought these teams were relatively evenly matched. Game one did not necessarily change my opinion on that. Um, it just uh, opened me up to some potential problems I saw getting exposed there. So let, let's get into it. The, the obvious one is the fourth quarter from game one. Um, and just generally the Warriors defense. The fourth quarter, they were, I mean, all game, they were leaving a shooter open so Dre could play free safety. And in the fourth, they got burnt. You know, Horford has been killing it from three all all, all um, postseason. But when mm -hmm. guys like Derek White do it, I mean, I'm okay giving him shots. I think even if he's going to burn you like that, uh, what were you seeing? Um, I think I think um, I mean the Warriors do this. The Warriors overhelp or even help when it's not necessary mm -hmm. uh, from one pass away often. So they do this, right? Like the Mavericks got a ton of threes. I'm sure the Warriors have given up the most open threes in the in the postseason. I'm, I it has to. I haven't looked, but they have to. They're, they they're definitely the, towards the top of that list. They did it all season too. <laughs> yeah. um, 
and I think that they need to make a change. Um, so that's what I was, that's what I was going to ask you. Going into game two, do they need to change the scheme? What 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 needs to be different to avoid that? Is basically. Um, I think I think the first thing to do is because um, I, I don't know that like the scheme thing is really going to be changed much. I think the first thing that I think that uh, that Draymond needs to guard the ball. He needs to guard either Jalen or Tatum and Clay Wiggins guards the other one and Clay guards Horford. I think that's the first thing that happened. Oh, so you want to, you want to, you want to cross match them because I, right I mean, now, right now they're, they, they're using Draymond as a free safety. Obviously historically he's been one of the, the greatest free safeties of all time. I think you can get away with that more so when you don't have shooting bigs out there, but the way Horford shooting the ball, yep. it's just hard to, to play free safety off him. Yes, correct. Um, and schematically, like the okay, leave guys. My point is, if they do that again, right? You can. The Warriors can say, and Dre has said, did say on his, on his podcast. You know what? I think they were those. The three guys were like fifteen of twenty two or twenty three, something like that, or seventeen for twenty three, something like that. And Dre's point is, well, like okay, if they make seven of seventeen, like it doesn't look like that, and it's not so damaging. Are they going to shoot 15 for 23, those three guys, uh, the two you mentioned in SMART? Are they going to shoot 15 for 23 again? Probably not. But if you give up butt-naked, wide-open looks, they're going to make a bunch of them. So Dre's tendency to like pre play free safety, I don't think is – and he's the best in the world at it. But I don't think it is the right thing for this matchup. It doesn't work against pick-and-pop bigs, bigs that can shoot like Horford. That's not going to work. Um, if you give up, if they, if the Warriors like say, try to say, prove it again, they're going to lose. Um, and you saw Dre in the Dallas series, they put him on Brunson because I mean, obviously Dre is an all world defender. He's one of the best ever, but one of his bad habits is kind of meandering away. So I think for this series, putting him in the he's, action, he's the initial action. compared himself to like a middle linebacker and he kind of plays basketball like one, but he does. Sometimes that's a problem if you have to actually he guard someone. He does. And he was worse defensively than he was even offensively in game one. So I think, uh, and Clay has a bad habit of doing this too. But if you can bait Horford into like trying to post Clay, like go ahead. Right. And, and Clay also, Clay doesn't, can't stay in front of people anymore. So I think his size can still be an asset, his strength. Um, but he, he, yeah, gets, he, he can't stay in front of those guys. So Jalen Brown was a, I think, yeah, that was one of my big takes from game one. I knew Jalen Brown was going to give problems to Jordan pool. Mm -hmm. Um, he gave a lot of problems to clay Thompson. Clay couldn't stay mm -hmm. in front of him. I thought clay would have enough strength to be able to kind of counteract the fact that, you know, he's probably lost a step laterally with the injuries. Um, and in game one, that didn't happen. Jalen, Jalen Brown got him into space, used his superior athleticism, and he might be the best athlete on the floor. Um, yeah. so I think Clay, I think Clay Garden Horford gets you away from that. Horford's not going to drive by you. He, if you want to post up Clay, like go ahead. And sure. it, Dre's going to do a better job staying in front of Jalen Brown than, than Clay did, but he's going to have trouble with it too. But I think it also gets Draymond away from some of his bad habits. Yeah. The, the, the thing that, stood out to me when I rewatched the game um, was how soft the Warriors were actually at point of attack. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of it looked like by design, like they, you know, they'd switch and let Looney get on to Tatum. Um, you know, 
Wiggins wasn't trying to fight over the screen, which lets me, you know, know that it was by design in some way. Yeah. And they kind of were daring Tatum to pass the ball a little bit, thinking he'd turn it over. Well, 13 assists, two turnovers. Uh, I think they really need to get into him more. I think they should have, they should look at what Miami did. I mean, mm-hmm. Miami mucked it up. They got ugly. They were fouling him and getting away with it half the time, but I'm not convinced that's not the best way to guard him. He's not an amazing ball handler. He's not, he's not Luka Doncic. He's not LeBron James. Those guys are like oversized point guards. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, I mean, he's a phenomenal one-on-one scorer. He's, he's a phenomenal all around player, to be honest. But like, if he has a weakness, it's being loose with the ball and I think the Warriors need to kind of press into that a little more because it was too easy for him to just kind of, you know, he, he gets the switch, he waits for the open man and he kicks it to him. There was no pressure in any capacity there. Yeah. So I think the, I mean, it kind of is, is let's go back to, to the Dallas series, I think. And what I was saying earlier about Dre, like they put Dre was guarding Jalen Brunson a bunch. Um, and I think the, I think, the Warriors need to guard one-on-one more. Stay home. Don't leave guys open. And if if Jason Tatum, make Jason Tatum drive and, and shoot twos. Hopefully he has a bad habit of shooting some long twos, playing late in the clock. Um, and if, sure. if, if Jason Tatum's going to score, you know, he can. But if he's going to score 46 points, you know, mostly on in the lane. Eight, on tough 18-footers. Right, like- then, then you lose. Okay. <laughs> but, like, you have to make those things like they were doing at points against Luca, right? Luca's going to get in the lane. He's so good. He's going to score. But if you can make him work for that and not let everybody else get cooking, the guys that can't create for themselves, Horford can't create for himself. Marcus Smart, mm, not really. White, no. no they're they're like, good. They're good pass. They're good at making the extra pass, but they're not going one-on-one. Right. Know? So make those guys earn stuff. Because if, if if you let those, you know, what are the others, as, as Shaq calls them, once they get going, you're in real trouble. Yeah, uh, because because Tatum was terrible. Well, he was terrible uh, as a shooter. But then, like you're going between him and and, and Jalen, you're going to get some production from them. So if the other guys are cooking, that's how you give up 120 points. Yeah. Um. So we should talk about why the Warriors even did that. Uh, in my opinion, the reason they went with the the defense they went with, which kind of had Draymond playing free safety, was because they were afraid Poole and Clay were going to get picked on. If they go man-to-man, um, there's no one for Jordan Poole to guard um, who's not going to just go straight at him. Oh, you he, know, can guard, he can guard Peyton Pritchard, but that's about it. Yeah, but I'm talking yeah. the main lineup. Yeah, 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 I'm out there next to Steph. Um, Jalen Brown's going to most, – most likely to be Jalen Brown is going to get Jordan Poole one-on-one, and he's going to go to work on him, right? <laughs> and, that's what the, <laughs> and that's what the Warriors were trying to avoid with the defense they went with. The problem is it ended up with, you know, Horford – white and those guys just going off. So yeah. it's an interesting, it's an interesting problem because they've got away with that zone against Memphis and against Dallas for stretches, mm-hmm. which has made Jordan pool more playable on offense. He was not good offensively in game no. one, but like in general, I, I feel pretty confident his offense will come around in some capacity. Um, I have concerns but, about that too, actually. But well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But they're trying to they're trying to find ways to make him playable on defense is really what it comes down to. It's like how can we get how can we buy him more minutes? Because ultimately him and Steph is our together is our best offensive engine. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think like Jordan Poole is who he is. Like Jordan Poole is a horrific defensive player. So 
you do have to make accommodations for it. The problem then becomes, especially the way that he gets beat, because it's just like immediate straight line drives. Like it just destroys a defense. Steph's not a great defensive player. He's okay. He maybe yeah, but he executes a little, but he just is not. He is not giving stuff up that just wrecks your defense immediately. Right. Um, he'll he'll fight at least, and Pool like doesn't. He, it looks like he's not trying. Um, for a guy who's as quick as he is, he yeah, and and is a, is a decent defense. athlete. Yeah, has decent length. Yeah. Um, but I think the the problem is, so the reason I have concerns about Pool's offense is tied to the defensive stuff. No, it's it's twofold. One. Uh, when Time Lord's in there, he is so reliant on getting to the rim that Time Lord is is a dude right. that is is going to give you problems. Um, but because he is so bad defensively, they are playing. He is forced to play with, or he was playing with Iggy and Draymond and Looney. Not all three of them, but when you have two guys on the floor, two of them pretty much at all times. Yeah. Then then there is no space for Pool to operate because they don't guard. They don't have to guard those guys. So then. You've got the paint pack, and it's already tough for him to get to the rim because Time Lord is there. But if there's also so much congestion and no space because they're not guarding two guys, um, then then Poole is going to struggle offensively as as he did uh, in game one. So I think it is – I would try to – I think Poole needs to play less, frankly. But I would also try – like Steph is good enough offensively to deal with playing with two non-shooters. He, you can still have a – I mean, he's off. the only guy in the NBA who you Correct. can – he makes those lineups work. Correct. Um, so I would, I think Poole needs to just play less in general, but I would also um, try to separate his minutes from Time Lord's minutes. And I would try, you know, as much as you can. And I would not play him with, you can't play him with two of Iggy, Looney, and, and, and Dre. Yeah. I, yeah. More Otto, more Clay, more Wiggins. They really, the one thing that stood out to me that I don't expect to happen in game two is, Wiggins only played 34 minutes for a team where athletic two-way wings are at a premium. Like you want as mm-hmm. many of them as possible. It's kind of weird. He didn't play more. Um, and he's the one dude that is like, that never gets, seems like never gets tired. Right? Yeah. He's, he was playing in the last series. He was playing 41 minutes. Yeah. So I would weird. expect, I'm expecting him to play more tonight. And to your point, if they're going to go with the non-staff second unit, maybe it's pool, um, pool maybe you throw moses moody in there or clay wiggins um otto and you know uh one of draymond looney or Iguodala. so you have one guy who's not a shooter something like that to just get more shooting on the floor to let jordan pool get cooking a little bit he's he's gonna have issues defensively but what you can't have he has to at least be an offensive plus when he's in like that's the thing they know yeah, he's unplayable to, yes th- that uh, yeah then it's just like well we just got to cut him from the rotation which i don't think they can do i don't they need to get something out of it this isn't this isn't a 30 minute per game series for jordan Poole, but they need to be able to get 20 minutes out of him otherwise they're going to have real problems as the series progresses in my opinion we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's, let's talk about Clay. Clay looked slow defensively. I'm curious to see what kind of adjustments he makes uh, on that end. Like, on the one hand, he, he can't make himself be, you know, pre-injury Clay. Like, he just, you know, he doesn't have right. that superpower in him. But we saw it against Memphis where he would be overwhelmed by jaw early and then he started making positional adjustments to at least be playable you know like he's never going to be quick enough to guard those guys but figure out his positioning in ways to uh be less of an issue um i I think that's something he can do going into game two and then offensively they need to get him going a little more too um he just wasn't really in the game in game at all yeah yeah um part of it was because steph was going early but um they could have used a little more from clay there so yeah, which is what I, I think, again, I think um, I think they have to put him on Horford um, defensively because the the other the other thing that. Well, well, it doesn't that just I mean, isn't Boston's counter to that just have Horford set a screen like have Horford be the man get 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 Clay switched on to uh, Tatum or Brown? Sure, sure. And you're going he's going to have to guard them. Right. Sure. But um I guess you're coming out from a different angle. Than right. But then you're, but then you're also yeah. back to, right. Then, okay, fine. So now Dre's back to Horford, which I don't love, but yeah, I, I mean, just, it takes, it take the reason I don't love, can we just explain this? The reason I don't love Draymond on Horford is you're wasting all the things he's good at having him guard a shooter in the corner. It's a very good adjustment for Boston to force them to like either leave Horford alone or take Draymond away from the rim. Um, and that's a tough one, but it's, it's, you know, the Warriors, I think I'm coming around on your point. It might be worth it putting Draymond on like Jalen Brown, just to have yes. him in the center of the action. Cause yes. like, that's where he's, that's where he's the most disruptive. He's got and the it hands. Gets him, he's got the and it gets him away from his bad habits of just kind of wandering, trying to play free safety and wandering away over helping when he doesn't need to. The other yeah. thing you just mentioned that I wanted to point out clay for, I mean, clay's still an okay defensive player, He's but, strong, but, he's but, long, and he knows where to be, but he doesn't. But he is not, he, he can't stay in front of anybody anymore. And now he may, he may get back to that. He may be able mm-hmm. to. But the other thing he doesn't, he's not particularly disruptive. And Tatum and Brown can both be kind of loose with the ball. Right. And Dre is going to, Dre guarding one of so them. So that gets, that gets back to my point of attack point. Like yeah. Wiggins can be disruptive. Obviously GP2, who I don't think is healthy. That I think it, they just dressed him as decoy. Yeah. He's highly disruptive, but yeah, Draymond, he's got some of the best hands of all time. Right. So you might be able to, you might be able to, you know, get Tatum and, and Jalen turning it over. Cause they are both kind of loose with their dribble. Yeah. Jalen more. So 
I mean, um, they don't really have a point guard. That's the thing. That's the thing I keep going back to. Everyone's focused on the threes, but Boston only turned it over 12 times. I would venture to guess they win like 90% of their games if they turn it over 12 or less times because they're they're too good an all-around team. Their big kryptonite is they get loose with the ball. They don't have, you know, um, they, they really just don't have a point guard, if you want to be honest about it. And the reason why that is so specifically damaging to them and why it is so necessary to turn them over is why turnovers are so important getting generating turnovers against them because that gets you out and not having to play oh, yeah, against yeah, yeah. their set defense. And that's, yeah, that's the other part of it. They're, they're as good in the half court, a set defense as anyone in the league transitions, transition. Everyone's right. always going to be better on offense and transition. Um, let's get a take here before you get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, give me what you think is going to happen in game two here. I think that if Steve Kerr makes some adjustments and doesn't, he tends to use series like long, like the long play he plays, series. He plays a long game in series. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I don't think you can in this one. So if Kerr uh, makes some adjustments. So like, cro- like cross mashing clay and Draymond. Like yeah. cross ma- And also, um, and Steph basically said this in, in it. He didn't say it, uh, but basically said it in his, in his post game. Like yeah. you got to empty the clip now. Yeah. Right. Like there's, I don't know why, especially Jason Kidd you know, said that he's the best conditioned guy in the league. And he's probably right. Yeah. Steph Curry has to play. I mean, I think 40 minutes is, is even a little bit low. I think he's got to play 42 plus Wiggins has to play 40. Like now, mm-hmm. um, if that happens. And I think it's really important for the Warriors to get off to a good start. If the Warriors get off to a good start uh, tonight, then I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fine. Um, but I, I think there's reason to be nervous. I also, if Steph plays uh, 42 minutes, I think I would like to see play him 12, play him the first quarter, play him his full uh, second or third quarter. I would like to see the first two or three minutes of the second and the fourth also. Then, then sit a, him for three, three minutes and then bring him back. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that. Uh, that was kind of the concept behind the the new rotation pattern that everyone hated in the regular season. Like never start or close a quarter without Steph so you don't get into free fall. Uh, it took him out of rhythm because he was just constantly going to and from the bench too much. Yeah. But in a playoff series, if you're really only going to get him one, bre- one, one breath per, per half, Yep. I think it makes all the sense in the world. I think he plays the first 15 minutes of each And half. he gets the natural break at the end of the quarter anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then you get him two to four minutes, depending on what's going on in game action. If it's going well, maybe you push it to four or five. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not, you know, it's like, Steph, get, get up, get back in there, you know? Yeah, I mean, and he went to, the, the reason why I like him starting the quarters is because, uh, like, Steve went back to him much earlier than he would have because it was like the momentum was slipping away. But by that time, yeah. Even though it was only he got him back in at nine, nine something. He only sat a couple minutes in the fourth to start the fourth for a but, team as good as Boston. That little like that little momentum, it, that might be it. You know, it's it's the finals. It's those little two to three minute spans can determine games. Right. Um, so I'm with 20, the Warriors scored 28 points in the first quarter, 38 points in the third quarter, scored, I think, 22 points yeah. in the second quarter and 13 16, points 16 when it in the mattered fourth. in yeah. the fourth quarter. Anyway, Why is that? Because Steph wasn't out there. Period. Yeah, yeah. So um, I want I want to throw this out there. I'm not sure how much of a schematic change they should really make in game two. Some minor tweaks. I like the idea of cross matching. I hadn't thought about that. Um, 
What I really do expect to see is them to play with a lot more intensity on defense. It did feel like they, they played with something like a round one intensity. Like they definitely thought they had the game one in the third quarter and then Boston turned on them. Uh, so I expect them to play a little harder, play a little more physical with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, try to force turnovers, take your chances that they're, you know, err on the side that fouls might not be called than being afraid of fouls being called. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to go uh, Legion of boom. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're, exactly. You're not going to call pass interference on every, on every. And then, play. and then the right. last point, I think they, I think everyone acknowledges it, you know, three to four more minutes for staff, three to five more minutes for Wiggins. Um, this isn't, I mean, they didn't play a particularly deep rotation in game one. They really only played eight guys. Um, but they are need you sure, main... are you sure Iggy is playable? Um, I I I do think he's playable. I think he was I think he was fine uh for what they asked for him, but I think it comes back to your broader point, which is like do not play him and Draymond and Looney together. If yeah. you want to throw him in there for Draymond, since they essentially do the same thing at this stage of his career. I think it makes total sense, you know, have that point forward uh, who's going to quarterback the defense, use his IQ, make extra passes. Um, I don't know if they should be playing both of them together against a Boston team who's going to basically say prove it to both of them on yeah. offense the entire time. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we'll get out of here. Uh, enjoy the game, and we will be on Spotify Live after the game. See you then.